In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. Please be seated. Well, everyone, you made it. 2020 is now, as they say, hindsight. We begin 2021 on this third day of the year, the 10th day of Christmas, full of hope. Vaccines are beginning to be administered. We find ourselves hoping to gather again, being able to actually see one another's smiling faces or frowning, as the case may be, to be able to put our masks away, to be able to safely and comfortably go out to eat and see our extended families. But of course, last year was the example par excellence, that things don't always go as we hope for, and certainly not as we would have desired. But as I even think back to prior years, it seems like there is almost always at least one thing that happens to us during the course of a year that we don't expect and would rather have not had to deal with. Who knows what this year will bring? In the midst of the uncertainties of this life, who or what is our strength, our stronghold, and our sense of security? In three short accounts in his gospel this week, Matthew relates the uncertainty and particular challenges that were faced 2,000 years ago or more by the Holy Family and for those around them. But in each case, Matthew guides us back to a deeper and profound truth that is further yet brought out by Paul in his epistle this morning. Both then and now, we need to know that source of stability and security amongst the changes and chances of this life. As we encounter the Holy Family this week, the wise men have just departed. They have finished their visit with Mary and the now toddler Jesus. Their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh are certainly a blessing to the family, although they surely had no idea how quickly they might need them. Not long after their departure, Joseph is visited by an angel in a dream. This is the second time he's had such a thing happen to him. He is told in this dream to pack up his family and to flee to Egypt, to leave everything he knows behind, because Herod will seek to destroy the life of Jesus. The implication of the following text is that Joseph arose that night, took Mary, took Jesus, and departed for Egypt. It's unexpected. It's inconvenient. There's the threat of the loss of life. They leave all of their family connections, everything that they know. They go to live in a foreign place. In doing so, Jesus and the Holy Family resemble the nation of Israel who, in times before, found themselves living in Egypt for hundreds of years. And none of this was through any fault of their own. It was rather due to the raging, maniacal ways of a madman, tyrant king. How many times have you or I been inconvenienced and led to go in a direction that was not our own choosing? How many times has someone else bore their will upon us 
and forced us towards something that we would not have wanted and did not ask for. But it is not the Holy Family even that experiences hardship. The wise men did not leave from Mary and Jesus and go back to Herod as he had asked. Instead, they had also been warned in a dream to go back to their own country in another way, leaving the tyrant king no way of knowing which child specifically in or around Bethlehem was the one born king of the Jews, wanting to take no chances in protecting his claim to the throne. Herod orders the brutal murder of every male child in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas aged two or under. Having a son in that age range myself, I cannot imagine the grief and the outrage. Mothers and fathers intensely wailing in sorrow over the loss and death and murder of their sons. The cruelty of this world not only impacts us, but it can impact and regularly impacts those around us in harsh, unpredictable, and completely, as we would say, undeserved ways. And even when things presumably calm down, when Herod has died and Joseph is once again visited and told by the angel, return to Israel, things don't go as he had hoped for. The passage indicates for us that he had hoped to go back to Judea, back to the area of Bethlehem, back to the area where his friends and family are. And yet, Archelaus, Herod's son, who is equal to his father in terms of brutality, rules over Judea. Joseph rightly does not feel safe to return. So he is steered aside up into Galilee, the small town of Nazareth. Three short pieces of the story that tell all too clearly how our lives and the lives of the Holy Family and those around us all are unpredictable and challenging. And yet in each case, Matthew points to a prophecy. Each of these events was completely a surprise to the Holy Family and to those who experienced and endured them. They were not unexpected or unknown by God. Regarding the flight to Egypt, Matthew quotes Hosea 11 and declares that the line, Out of Egypt have I called my son, was not simply about the exodus of Israel from Egypt in centuries past, but is more completely and supremely fulfilled by Jesus. God knew long ago that the Holy Family would make that fateful trip. The murder of the Holy Innocents and the devastating grief and loss are also not a surprise to God. Matthew quotes from the prophet Jeremiah who speaks of Rachel weeping for her children who are no more. In Christ's time and to this day, there is a building just outside of Bethlehem known as Rachel's tomb. Rachel symbolizes all of those mothers and all of those parents who grieve the death of their sons. Matthew says that this prophecy is also supremely fulfilled in this setting and scene. And even regarding the flight to Nazareth, Matthew knows of a tradition of the word of the prophets that says that the Messiah will be called a Nazarene. 
This is found nowhere explicitly in any Old Testament prophet, but there is a tradition in the prophetic school that Matthew is aware of that says this. None of these things are a surprise to God. Each of these events, as traumatic and life-altering as they were, were not fully unexpected, at least not by God. So what about us and the changes and chances of our own lives that often leave us shaken or having to endure something we would rather have not seen? The church father, John Chrysostom, states this, You yourself need not be troubled if you are suffering countless dangers. You are sharing the same kind of labor that Mary herself shared. So we can take comfort in knowing that we suffer like the Holy Family suffers and that God understands that suffering. The Apostle Paul points us even further and forward in his epistle to the church in Ephesus when he reminds us that God hath chosen us in him from before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blame before him in love, predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the pleasure of his will. You and I were chosen before the world began to be God's children. So while the events of our lives may come as a surprise to us, they don't come as a surprise to God. And we can trust that God, our Father, by adoption, is the one whom we can always count on to be there, and who promises us something far beyond whatever we experience in this life, which is where Paul goes in his letter. As he says, his hope for the Ephesians and his hope for us is that we would know the hope of God's calling, that we would know the riches of the glory of his inheritance, and that we would know that God's power and his love are to usward. So despite all that happened in 2020, and whatever 21 ultimately brings for any of us, you are known and chosen by God before the foundation of the world. Let that sink in. You are and have been known by God from before the world began. With that, may we find and know that God is a rock and redeemer for us in the good times and in the bad. I will close with one of my favorite prayers from our prayer book. Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of thy servants towards the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, they may ever be defended by thy most gracious and ready help, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.